Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Have you ever felt left out? It's no fun being excluded. And in today's story, we'll meet two animals who are always excluding others. Until one crafty critter finds a way to invite himself and everyone else to the party. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Wheat and the Chaff. Versions of this tale come from the northern European country of Finland. And chaff, by the way, is the husk that you usually throw out when you harvest a grain like, yes, wheat. Some really great people came together to bring you our folktale, including Christopher Rivas. Grown-ups, you may know Christopher from Call Me Cat on Fox. He's also the host of two podcasts, Ruby Rosa and Brown Enough and the author of the brand-new memoir, Brown Enough. So circle around, everyone, for the wheat and the chaff. Wolf and bear were the biggest animals in the forest. They were also the best of friends. They played together. How about another round of hide-and-seek, Bear? Oh, you've got it, Wolf. You hide, I'll seek. They ate together. Mind catching us another salmon from this river, Bear? Not at all, Wolf. They even lived together in a comfy, cozy den inside a hollow tree. Time to hit the hay. Good night, Bear. Good night, Wolf. Wolf and Bear were basically inseparable like two members of their own club. Or should I say their own exclusive club? Because they never let any of the other smaller forest animals join in the fun. Uh, hey guys. You're always having such a good time. Do you mind if I tag along with you today? Of course we mind, rabbit. (laughs) We're too big and fast to hang out with a runt like you. How about me? Not in a million years, squirrel. A pipsqueak like you could never keep up with us. What about me, then? (laughs) Are you kidding, mouse? (laughs) You're like 20 times smaller than rabbit and squirrel, and 40 times weaker. The answer is no. There was one animal in the forest who knew better than to ask Wolf and Bear if he could join their club. And that animal was Sly Crafty Fox. Sheesh, Wolf and Bear are such snobs, always boasting about their large size and excluding the other animals from their fun and games. Hmm, there must be some way to teach those two a lesson. Fox put his clever mind to work. He thought and he thought until finally... Aha! Uh-huh. He came up with an idea. Oh, this is gonna be good. The next morning... As Wolf and Bear sat by the river, 
Gobbling up a hearty breakfast of freshly caught salmon, Fox came sauntering over. Hey there, wolf. How's it going, bear? Wow! Good-looking fish. They are good-looking fish. Good-tasting, too. But if you're going to ask us to share some with you, Fox, you can dream on. Yeah! Wolf and I would never share with a shrimp like you. Despite Wolf and Bear's rudeness, Fox tried his best to smile. No, Wolf! No, Bear! I won't ask you to share your fish, but I would like to ask you something else. Have you ever considered farming? Farming? Yes, growing your own food. That way, you won't always have to catch fish by the river. You can plant and harvest your very own crops. Wolf and Bear looked at Fox. Then they looked at each other. Then... <laughs> they burst out laughing. Oh, that's a good one, Fox. Oh, us? <laughs> Plant our own crops? <laughs> and harvest them? <laughs> that's work for people. Not animals. So you say. Fox waited for Wolf and Bear's laughter to die down. But you two are such icons, such trendsetters. The other animals look up to you so much. And who's to say you two couldn't blaze a new trail and become the forest's first farmers? Think of how jealous everyone else would be. Wolf and Bear looked at each other again. Fox could tell he had piqued their interest. Hmm. Jealous, you say? Hmm. And what might you suggest we grow on this farm? Oh, that's easy. You should grow wheat. Wheat? Why wheat? Well, the people plant wheat all the time. Once the wheat is done growing, the people separate the teeny tiny kernels or berries, that's the part you eat, from the chaff and stalks, the parts you don't eat. And then, voila! They use the wheat berries to make all sorts of yummy things. Breads, biscuits, noodles. Noodles? What are noodles? Only one of the tastiest foods ever invented. And you could make your very own. So, what do you say, huh? You ready to start your own farm? Wolf and Bear went into a huddle. When they came out, they responded exactly as Fox hoped they would. We are ready to start our own farm, Fox. Yeah. What do we do first? Well, folks, I'm glad you asked. And I'll tell you the answer on one condition. That you let me work on the farm, too. Ha! <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Why would we let a shrimp like you work on our farm? Well, I may be shrimpy in size, but I'm big in brains. I've seen how the people farm, and I can teach you each and every step. Now, all I ask is that when it's time to harvest, you share some of the wheat crop with me. Share? With you? Well, yes. But how about we divvy up the crop according to our size? Bear, since you're the largest of us three, you'll have the largest share. Wolf, you come next in size, you'll have the next largest. And since I'm the smallest, I'll be content with the smallest share. Wolf and Bear looked confused. 
the smallest share? I thought you said you were big in brains, Fox. Yet you want the smallest share? That's right. The smallest share and nothing more. So, what are you saying? Are you in, partners? Wolf and Bear went into another huddle. And then... Yes, Fox. We are in. Terrific! I'll meet you at the edge of the forest first thing tomorrow. See you then. And with that, Fox bounded away from the river with a spring in his step and a gleam in his eye. Oh, boy. Wolf and Bear have no idea what's coming to them. They may think they're a big deal, but this shrimpy fox is going to cut them down to size. What do you think Fox is planning? And is he sly enough to make it work? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbr.org slash Club. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today, our story is called The Wheat and the Chaff. Before the break, Fox hatched a plan to teach Wolf and Bear a lesson about excluding other animals because of their size. He suggested the three of them start a wheat farm and that he get the smallest share come harvest time. The next morning, Wolf and Bear met Fox at the edge of the forest so he could talk them through the steps. The first thing we need to do is clear some land. After all, we can't grow wheat with all these bushes, rocks, and tree stumps around, right? So we need to move everything away. Here, I'll show you. Fox sprang over to a broad pine stump and began to pull. Okay, I just need a... Get a good grip around the base, and then I'll, uh... uh, Wolf and Bear watched as Fox's stump stayed right in place. It didn't move an inch. Okay, move over, shrimp. Let us bigger, stronger animals take over. Fox collapsed in a heap, then watched as Wolf and Bear grabbed onto the stump and tugged it right out. After that... 
They went about chopping bushes and hoisting rocks until they'd cleared a sizable patch of earth. See that, shrimp? That is how you clear land. <laughs> impressive. Very impressive. Thanks to you, we can move on to the next step. <sighs> yeah? And what would that be? Why, plowing the earth, of course. Now, plowing loosens the dirt and makes it ready for planting. Here, I'll show you. Fox picked up a thick branch and began dragging it across the newly cleared land. Oh, wow. This branch is heavier than I thought, but I'm sure I can use it to make a nice long row here. Uh, oh, wow. Wolf and Bear watched as Fox stumbled under the branch's weight. All right, step aside, shrimp. Uh, Wolf and I have got this. Fox flopped down on the ground, then watched as Wolf and Bear picked up branches, thrust them into the earth, then trudged up and down the patch of land, leaving behind long, straight rows of freshly plowed dirt. (sighs) See that, shrimp? (laughs) That is how you plow the earth. Amazing. Simply amazing. Now that you've made quick work of that task, we can move on to the next. Oh? And what would that be? Why, planting the seeds, of course. And it's important that we plant every single one of them so we have an abundant harvest. Here, I'll show you. Fox pulled out a huge bag of seeds and began lugging it toward the newly plowed field. Woof! This bag is big, but surely I can make it down the rows and plant all the seeds. There we go. There's one. Wolf and Bear watched as Fox tugged at the bag. He wasn't getting anywhere. So I'll bet you can guess what happened next. Out of the way, shrimp. Watch and learn, pipsqueak. (laughs) Fox staggered off the field, then watched as Wolf and Bear took turns hauling the bag and planting the seeds. See that? Shrimp? That is how you plant seeds. (laughs) Incredible. Just incredible. Now that you've shown those seeds who's boss, we can move on to the next step. (sighs) You mean... There's more? What do we do after we plant? We wait. We let the sun and rain work their magic. Then in a few months, we come back and harvest our crops. I'm assuming you two won't mind taking a few months break. You do look pretty worn out. Worn out? Us? We big, strong animals don't get worn out. Uh, We just get uh, lightly fatigued. Well... In any case, let's meet back here in, say, four months. That should give our wheat plenty of time to grow nice and tall and strong. Four months? That works for us. Yeah. Wolf and I will just go back to our den and take a little nap in our... Bear? uh, A little napkin. (laughs) Yeah. We'll go take a little napkin and wipe our brows. (laughs) You know, light fatigue brings... Light perspiration. (sighs) So, Wolf and Bear went off to take a little nap. Akin. Napkin. 
Sure, sure, right, of course. And Fox, meanwhile, went off to do a little gloating. This is terrific! Wolf and Bear are falling for my trick. Come harvest time, those bullies will realize that just because they're the biggest, it certainly doesn't mean they're the brightest. <laughs> well, one month went by, then two, then three, and finally, after four months had passed, Fox met Wolf and Bear back at their patch of earth. Only now, that patch of earth was covered with tall, golden shafts of wheat, billowing in the breeze and glowing in the sun. Nicely done, partners. Look at all this gorgeous wheat we grew. We grew? Perhaps your itty-bitty brain doesn't remember, Fox, but Wolf and I did all the work. So you did. Your big, brawny beast did all the clearing, plowing, and planting. So now, I'd like to make it up to you. I will pick all the wheat. Then you can thresh it. Thresh it? What does thresh mean? Well, it's like I said back when we first got started. You separate the teeny tiny wheat berries, the part you eat, from the chaff and stalks, the parts you don't eat. And then, voila! You can bake breads and biscuits. And noodles! That's right. But first things first. Before anything else, we have to gather the crop. So I'll use my teeth to chop down the stalks. Here I go. Fox leaped over to a stalk of wheat and sunk his teeth in. Mm, this um, stalk is tougher than I expected. I really thought my teeth would be sharp enough, but... Uh. Wolf and Bear watched as Fox chewed and gnawed, gnawed and chewed to no avail. Okay, that's enough, shrimp. Wolf and I will use our big, sharp teeth to get the job done. Fox spit out a mouthful of stalk, <laughs> then smiled as Wolf and Bear ran up and down the rows of wheat, slicing and dicing each stalk with their razor-sharp chompers. <sighs> See that? Shrimp? That is how you harvest wheat. <laughs> fantastic. Simply fantastic. You know... Since you were so helpful with the harvesting, perhaps I should do the threshing. I'll just use a very large stick to beat the plants and separate the teeny tiny wheat berries from the chaff and stalks. So Fox picked up a very large stick. Wolf and Bear watched as Fox struggled to balance the stick in his mouth and beat it against the wheat. Oof, this is awkward. <laughs> Somehow I just can't seem to... Uh, hold on. I think I got it. Uh. Oh, for crying out loud, shrimp. Let us do it. Fox dropped the stick and grinned as Wolf and Bear seized even larger sticks and clamped them between their teeth. They thumped the wheat, they bumped the wheat, and when they were done, on the ground lay a large mess of teeny tiny wheat berries, dry powdery chaff, and long, straw-like stalks, all jumbled up and mixed together. Terrific! Just terrific! Our job is done, folks! Now, it's time to divvy up the harvest. Uh, like I promised, Bear, you will take the largest share, since you're the largest. Wolf, you will take the next largest, since you're the next largest. 
and I will take the smallest. So now, I shall divide up the shares. Fox began splitting the harvest into three piles. By the time he was finished, there were three shares on the ground. One was very large, one wasn't quite as large, and one was very small indeed. But they weren't at all what Wolf and Bear expected. Bear's face fell as Fox gestured toward the largest share, a heaping pile of stalks. Bear, the stalks were by far the largest part of our harvest, so the stalks are for you. But I, uh, what? Uh, But you... You're welcome. And Wolf? Wolf grimaced as Fox gestured toward the next largest share, a medium-sized pile of chaff. Wolf, the chaff was the next largest part of our harvest, so the chaff is for you. But that's not... What? You can't... Aw, you're welcome, too. Now, as for my share... He pointed to the smallest share, a neat little pile of ripe, white wheat berries. The teeny tiny berries were the smallest part of our harvest. So, the berries are all for me. I can already taste those breads, biscuits, and noodles. Wolf and Bear stared with wide eyes at their shares of stalks and chaff. Then they stared with hungry eyes at Fox's share of berries. Then they hung their big furry heads in shame. Well, Fox, you may be small in size, but you are big in brains. Here we were, thinking we're better just because we're bigger. And what have we got to show for it? A useless pile of stalks and chaff, while you make off with all the good stuff. Fox flashed Wolf and Bear a little smile. Well, actually, folks, I'd be happy to share it with you. But only if you start sharing with the other forest animals. Stop leaving them out of everything. They may be smaller, but you could have some big fun together. Can you do that? Wolf and Bear didn't need to go into a huddle to respond to this question. Instead, they answered without hesitation. All right, Fox. We can do that. And they did. From that point on, Wolf and Bear never again acted like members of their own exclusive club. Thanks to a small critter who used his big brains to outfox them both, they invited everyone to join in. Now it's your turn. If you could have your very own farm, what would it look like? What would you grow? It could be something real, like corn stalks or grapevines, or it could be something straight out of your imagination, like Lego trees or French toast bushes. Imagine your garden in your head, then grab some markers, crayons, or colored pencils and draw it on paper. When you're done, share it with someone you have fun with. And if you'd like, share it with us. Grown-ups, you can email a photo of your kiddo and their garden to circleround at wbur.org. Or post the picture on Instagram and tag us at circleroundpodcast. 
This week's story, The Wheat and the Chaff, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Nora Sachs. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Han. Sabina has created a black and white coloring page for every single Circle Round story. You can print them out right from our website, wbur.org slash circle round. Special thanks to this week's actors, Jefferson A. Russell, Igor Shimalonis, Alexia Trainer, Michael Zoldis, and Christopher Rivas. Grown-ups, you can see Christopher Rivas in the Fox comedy Call Me Cat. You can also check out his podcasts, Ruby Rosa and Brown Enough. His new memoir, Brown Enough, is out now. Our featured instrument this week was the kantele. To learn more about this stringed instrument from Finland and to see a photo, visit our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Grown-ups, if you enjoy what you hear on Circle Round, please write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. It makes us feel like a million bucks, and it helps other listeners find the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, I'm Miriam. I live in Chilliwack, BC, Canada. My favorite Circle Round story is The Fallen Sparrow. My favorite part is when Chloe gets chased away by the bee. My name is Nina, and I'm from Nevada, and my favorite Circle Round story is Enchanted Paintbrush, because I like the part when she makes the sailboat and all of the wind, and the emperor floats away. I'm Soren from Bend, Oregon, and I like Coconut a Day because the coconut turns gold and it's, it's someone else's hand. It turns to a real coconut and when it goes into the owner's hand, it gets gold again. My name is Georgia. I live in Portland, Maine. My favorite story is the gloomy pine tree because I really liked how she kept on turning into things. Hi, my name is Cece and I come from Silver Spring, Maryland. My favorite circle and story is Misery Loves Company. My favorite part has been Misery Chases Company. My name is Avery and I'm from Ephrata, Pennsylvania. I like the golden advice. I like the part where she gave her room. And she said I can sleep in the barn because sharing is an important part of life. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.